The Arkansas Talent Podcast is about all things talent in the state of Arkansas. We talk with talented leaders across a variety of industries, including accounting, finance, and HR, where they share their journey and thought leadership. We will also share our knowledge, which includes over 25 years of experience in recruitment in the state. I'm Stephanie Shine. And I'm Chris Chun. This podcast was inspired not only for the job seeker, but also for hiring leaders and executives to find success and thrive in today's job market. Welcome to the Arkansas Talent Podcast, a show focused on all things talent in the state of Arkansas. Today, we want to talk about the buzzword, quiet quitting. I recently read an article online, and I think the headline read, quiet quitting is a, a global phenomenon that could cost the economy $8.8 trillion. And, you know, I paused and I thought about it and I did a lot of reading and I thought this was kind of a, a crazy headline. So I wanted to do more research on the topic to kind of better educate myself. And because we see it, it continues to get a lot of traction mm-hmm. in the media. And I wanted to do some more research on the topic to better understand what is this noise all about? You know, is this really a, a trend? If so, what does it mean? So for those that aren't familiar with the term quiet quitting, let's let's start with the definition. Yeah, it definitely has been a phenomenon that people have been talking about. And, you know, quiet quitting doesn't actually refer to quitting a job. It means completing one's minimum work requirements without going above and beyond or bringing work home after hours. So it's basically a way of skating by in your job without sounding an alarm to your supervisors that you're unhappy or that you're working less, maybe doing the bare minimum above getting fired potentially. Some might see this as skating by and others portray it as just, like I said, doing the bare minimum to keep your job while quietly looking for another job or maybe even just looking to not work for a while. Yeah, I mean, the term itself, it it became a corporate buzzword and a a cultural phenomenon in 2022 in the wake of the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. So after doing some further research, I found that the term quiet quitting first hit the internet in March of 2022 when a Gen X career coach and employment influencer used the phrase when discussing an insider article about employees that were that were coasting at work. Uh, after that, the phrase just kind of went went viral on TikTok, really against the the app's younger Gen Z dominated user base. Yeah, I remember when it went viral and I was just thinking, what is this? And how many people are actually doing this? And that's when we started seeing all of the influencer doing really funny things on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram and all of that. But it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, you see the irony in this. The employees are going to social media like TikTok, announcing that they're going to do the bare minimum amount of work that the job requires. That doesn't that doesn't sound too quiet to me. Yeah, not not quiet at all. That's that's great. <laughs> yeah, going back to that article Chris that you mentioned earlier, most of the data points and the numbers from the article they're being referred to by that new Gallup poll that was released uh, last week titled 
State of the Global Workforce 2023, where it examined how employees feel about their work and their lives. And it's an important predictor really of organizational resilience and performance. So we couldn't help but dig into this further. And we wanted to try to decide like, is this a real thing? Is this clickbait? Who's doing this? And so, you know, the phrase is viral in nature and it might be sort of new, but data suggests from what we found is that quiet quitting is, is not kind of a new thing but a new movement. So the Gallup poll of that worker engagement, it showed that employee engagement remained relatively stable between 2000 and 2022. And it actually went up slightly over that period. Yeah. I mean, that being said from the study that is there that you're referring to, I mean, there is a, a visible decline in the measure between 2020 and 2022, but it's, it's not a, it's not a major decline and it, really coincides with the onset and development of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, the graph chart measured U.S. employee engagement trends of basically the two lines were engaged and actively disengaged really over a 20, 20 year span. And there really weren't spikes in either category. I mean, there were small increases, but not huge spikes over a 20 year span. So. I think while the term quiet quitting, I mean, it seems real, but yeah. it seems to play out really more as like a, a cultural phenomenon than any form of like real statistical phenomenon. Almost like a movement in a way. Yeah. I mean, from everything that I've read, no one really has like an accurate large database survey that shows that this is a true phenomenon. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. When we saw the term popping up the great resignation. I mean, it was what a, a few years ago, yeah. this was an actual thing. This actually happened. Everyone experienced it both on the candidate and the client side. We had legitimate numbers though, to show that these quit rates were happening throughout America and it was spiking in large numbers. And the quit rate is remaining steady right now, but we did see a lot of spikes where that kind of shows true. People were quitting their jobs without having another job lined up because there was so much confidence in the marketplace at that time. Yeah. So I do think it's more of a cultural trend than it is a real movement. And the numbers really back that. Agreed. I mean, from their workplace study survey, we, we certainly see the smallest spike that's in actively disengaged. But when you look at that chart, it's basically the, the same equivalency to the number of people that were disengaged from 2008 to 2014. It, it just kind of rose back up to where people were disengaged during kind of that six year period. So, uh, you know, and the, and the same survey goes on to say that the workplace has gotten worse for the younger employees. The report finds a decline in engagement and employer satisfaction among remote Gen Zers and young millennials. So really kind of anybody below the age of 35. So one of the big groups of the dip is young candidates that are in remote positions that are basically disgruntled because they don't think that they have anybody that cares for them. They don't feel that they have an opportunity for growth. They don't think that, you know, anybody's there to support their development and they, they don't clearly know what is expected from them while they're at work. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting time. The results that also are at a higher rate of that quiet quitting, they're they're the ones that are in the lower age brackets, like you'd mentioned, and they're yeah. living in 
really more of a remote world at this time. I, I don't know. Generally speaking, I, I don't think that this is a shot on young workers in the workforce. I think Gen Zers, millennials, I think they all get a bad rap at times. I think this is more, this generation is just more equipped than previous generations because they've had so much knowledge and technology at their fingertips. Yeah. They've grown up in this environment and they process information faster. <clears throat> they find new ways to work. I think they yeah. want other options rather than just working that nine to five corporate job that we're ingrained to think that we must get after high school or after getting your degree, we've got to go do this corporate job. The pandemic and this environment has really caused people to kind of think further into that and and come up with new ideas and options. Yeah, I mean, I agree. You're starting to see more and more Gen Zers and, and millennials for that matter too leave their corporate jobs because they realize that the company values don't match their personal values. So you really see, you've really seen an explosion of, of entrepreneurship. I mean, you even see entrepreneurship being offered as a degree in college. You know, I don't know when that started, but you know, you're starting to see more and more kids that are getting a degree in entrepreneurship, which is, you know, kind of cool that that's created its own lane for a degree. But you see, more and more people just leaving corporate jobs to start their own companies or even start a side hustle while they're still mm -hmm. working on their normal jobs. And I really see this more as like a culture shift of people not wanting to, to work in corporate America and not enjoy their boss or their, their company and companies that just don't truly care about their, their employees. Yeah. It's more of a, a shift in, employees kind of taking back that power where they can really expect more right from their employers and what they're looking for and what's important to them. Yeah. I was actually reading a pretty funny article online that was making an example of quiet quitting and they were using the comparison of the movie office space. Do you remember that movie? Office I do. Space? Yeah. That was one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a movie in the nineties yeah. where basically Gen Xers were, were quiet quitting long before social media made it a trend. I mean, social media isn't certainly enhanced it during a time of chaos in the workplace due to the pandemic, but yep. I don't know, in my eyes, it's just, it's not a new concept. I think it's just the same old thing with maybe a, a fancy new title. I think you're right. That's funny. I've really noticed over the last few years that candidates have been, they've been telling us that they have really had the chance to reevaluate their passions. What's important to them? What do they want to do in their careers, you know, during and really after the pandemic and their futures? We're seeing people, I mean, this is again a cultural phenomenon where we're seeing candidates even getting out of their field, you know, if they've been working in a certain field or industry, starting their own businesses, getting away from that nine to five, or sometimes even taking off time to further evaluate their future. We've not seen that in the past where people can almost take sabbaticals and take time off. You're seeing posts on LinkedIn all the time. I quit my job without another job. And that's, that's interesting. We have not yeah. seen that before. I think I've seen a few posts just today about that. We've never been in an environment where people can just not have another job lined up. That old adage of yeah. never, leave a job, you know, when you don't have one lined up, but that's, that's just really not the case right now. We're seeing more people taking time off to look for another job, to reevaluate what's important to them and what they want. 
there was a wide scale study that was conducted by the consulting firm Deloitte that said 46% of polled Gen Z workers and about 37% of millennials that they worked a second part-time or even a full-time job in tandem with their main work. And Fortune Magazine reported that some of the most popular side hustles were selling products online, delivering food orders, Uber, or, you know, working for another rideshare company and, you know, writing marketing materials on the site as well. Right. I mean, I think people in today's world, they just got so many options for employment. I mean, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be like a a serial entrepreneur or create some amazing product or company to essentially not have a boss in today's world. I mean, you can literally hop on an app and deliver people's food or give them rides. I mean, there's just a host of other opportunities where you can work and when people can make good money. I mean, people can make money off these like side hustles that are probably more than minimum wage jobs, if not more, and and work on the schedules that they want to. I think it's been an exciting movement personally. You know, you see if, if you're on TikTok or other social media platforms, you see people sharing what they're doing, how they're making a living and they're doing it, you know, on their own terms and, and there's flexibility there. I mean, good, good for people for, you know, thinking outside of the box and and doing something different. I I think it's been exciting to kind of watch this trend. I, you know, I think this trend is really more about people working the hours that they want to work, be paid fair value, instead of in some cases, having the demanding schedule, the working 70 hours a week, and then having those supervisors in corporate America, where, you know, maybe it's not a good relationship, or they're just numbers driven, it's there's not even, you know, relationship there, they don't feel like that you're valued. That's right. I mean, we can certainly see some slight trends that there might be a low percentage change in employment engagement, but I don't think it's enough to say that it's like a full blown phenomenon that's Mm -hmm. happening in the marketplace. I mean, this has been around for a while. It's just, it's kind of back from where it was in in the previous years. And, and I think it's certainly really hard to put a true dollar value on how that would ultimately affect the economy. I mean, that's what got us into this conversation was the headline that I read. Like, I just don't know how you can justify saying that it's an $8 trillion (laughs) impact, right? I mean, that's, that's, is that clickbait? Like who put that number on there? Because that's a huge number. Yeah. And I don't see the research to back that number. Right. There's, there was always going to be a certain percentage of people in the workforce that are unhappy. Uh, This has just always been the case, right? This is real world. We don't live in a place where all companies are perfect. All jobs are always perfect. There's just going to be something that you don't like about your job at one time or another. I think we can all relate to that. But in general, this this has always been around. And I think we'll always be around. This is just a new term used for a problem that has been around for a long time. And I do feel like this has cooled off some, right, Chris? Wouldn't you agree? Over the last probably yeah. several months, we were, we're seeing this be less of a trending topic, but I, I, I still think it's out there. Yes, yeah, right. I mean, I think we'll, we'll always live in a culture where, you know, you have in, in any company, we're going to have high achievers, you're going to have medium achievers, and you're going to have low achievers. I mean, that's just the way the, the world is. Quiet quitting is just somewhat of a rejection i would say of like the hustle culture which i think really leads to burnout why you know 
people are thinking, why would I put in all of this extra work unless I'm seeing extra money that comes along with it, or I see a clear path maybe to a promotion or, or whatever that may be. Yeah, that I think that word that you said is key, burnout. We're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but there are just so many things that have happened over the last two to three years that can also make these kind of years that we've seen kind of be outliers based on historic yeah. decades. I mean, our country's gone through a pandemic, isolation, remote work, which has completely changed the hiring landscape. Yeah. The job market has been hotter than ever recorded, lowest unemployment numbers that we've seen, talent wars, interest rate chaos, inflation. It's just so many things that can, can you know, really change the, the environment that we're in right now. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this last couple of years have just been crazy. Mm -hmm. I think it's certainly important to note that, look, I mean, everybody should be happy in their job or career. But there's almost like this dramatic overcast that everyone should be in their dream job because, you know, it is a candidate's market. Companies are having to take extra steps to truly keep people happy. But I think kind of going back to what you just said, I think if there was, if there is a recession or even if the, the hiring markets cool off a little bit, I think people will be deep back into the just being happy to have a great job, right? I mean, rather than the market that we're in of demanding certain aspects of a job. Yeah, I think candidates will still have a level of expectation that will be the new standard going forward. But I agree that the demanding, you know, a dream job is probably going to fizzle out some. I don't think that the portrayed media, the quiet quitting, I don't think it's a complete work place phenomenon that's deeply impacting the markets. I do think it's a real thing, but maybe more of a sediment towards, and you just mentioned this a second ago, but workplace burnout. Yeah. Every company should strive for engagement, a positive work culture, which includes you know, checking the pulse and signs of burnout. I think really that's what the root of this whole quiet quitting um, trend is all about. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think burnout, it, it, it seems to be the real issue here. And we, there was an article, a recent Forbes article, that over 4 million American workers quit their job each month in 2022. And 70% of the C-suite with the weight of the world, or at least on the company, on their shoulders, mm -hmm. considered quitting to search for a job that responded to their mental health and well-being. Yeah. You know, another recent survey from Slack found that uh, burnout is on the rise globally, most significantly in the U.S., where 43% of middle managers were reporting burnout. That's more than any other work group. Almost half of managers reporting. I mean, that is staggering. Yeah. Burnout is definitely on the rise. I think that's more of the issue. I think anybody listening, Chris and I can also relate you've at least felt burnout at least once in your career and probably more recently than ever over the last few years we've been hearing a lot about it in that same forbes article it stated that there is a notable gender gap between men and women on the issue of burnout so female workers were showing about 32 percent of burnout than their male counterparts 
And this goes back to our earlier conversation that younger workers were more likely to experience burnout as well. So 49%, just about at 50% of 18 to 29 year olds were saying that they felt burnout compared to just 38% of workers that were 30 and up. Wow. Yeah. This may, this may be a link as to why the younger generations, they're discussing the quiet quitting when really, I think from the numbers, it shows that they're just burnt out. They need to dial it back or they need to find something that doesn't cause them to feel that burnout and affect their physical and mental health. Wow. Yeah. I mean, those statistics are eye-opening for sure. Uh, let's talk about some of the ways that employers could, you know, mitigate signs of burnout and could impact employee engagement and happiness here's a, just a few tips i mean managers need to have conversations with their employees to re reduce disengagement and burnout i mean we've seen a huge increase in employee burnout that have ticked up significantly over the last years i think it's really helpful for just to have meaningful conversation just once a week with tim with team members just to check in on them i mean if it's only a 15 20 minute conversation just check in on them see how they're doing personally and just put work aside. I think that creating accountability, I think we talked about this in an early episode, but minimally doing a yearly performance review, mm -hmm. but a lot of companies are starting to do them, you know, more monthly or quarterly as well. And many companies are electing to do, you know, the stay interview. Yeah, stay interview. We talked about this on our last episode with Tyler Schaller from First Orion, and they have been doing stay interviews. And from what they've said, yeah. it gives them a pulse on how the employees are feeling and they check for employee burnout, right? The signs of yeah. it, frustration. And really, I think it's, it all comes down to communication, right? Asking your employees, seeing how they're doing, where the, does the frustration lie? Do their workloads need to be rearranged? Are they working 70 hours a week and you may not have been aware? Does their work need to be delegated? Are they the right person, wrong seat? Or do they just wanna be heard and recognized for their work? We have a lot of candidates that come to us and say, I don't feel like I'm recognized or I haven't been communicated to me what the next step in my career is, you know, or I just finished this, this great project and it, you know, I didn't get any recognition for it. So it's a great time to go through those things and really get to the root of it and figure out, is your employee burnt out and what can you do before it's too late and they end up moving on? Yeah. Such a simple concept, but can be just have such a deep, meaningful impact and, you know, going back to kind of the remote work, I think the hybrid approach really seems to be the best. I mean, this allows employees to take control of their schedule and allows for flexibility. Mm -hmm. And there's growing research that suggests that hybrid work can reduce that stress and burnout for employees. I mean, one study in the, the Journal of Business and Psychology found that employees who work in a hybrid setting reported lower levels of burnout and higher job satisfaction compared to those that either work fully in office or fully remote. Yeah. With that, though, it's also important to do employee check-ins for those that are working fully remote or hybrid, because yeah. on our last episode with remote work, we talked about how potentially it could blur the lines, right, between work yeah. and home, and sometimes you can work more. So that's kind of a tricky place, but overall it seems, and everyone that we talk to, they feel like having that hybrid flexibility gives them 
less feelings of burnout and higher kind of satisfaction. Another Forbes article that was written mentioned a few other strategies to reduce burnout. So they mentioned encouraging employees to take vacation time. This is so important. And Tyler mentioned that as well, that they have an unlimited vacation schedule, but they want to make sure that employees are actually taking that. So they do kind of flex Fridays. It's so important to make sure that employees are not racking up their vacation time or they feel like they can't use it. And then also offering mental health and wellness benefits. This has been a huge trend, rightly so, over the last few years where companies are really focusing on the mental health and the wellness, which is also cost savings for the employer and the employee. But it, you know, leading by example as a manager on the vacation time and also prioritizing self-care for themselves so that your employees see that that's important that you know the manager takes their time they prioritize their self-care so that the employees feel like they can do the same and then lastly they mentioned establishing company-wide rules for availability this seems to be a growing trend and super important with that kind of hybrid or remote world where you potentially don't send emails after a certain hour because then you're like they have to answer it from if it's from the boss i think that having that balance and those kind of rules are really going to help with curbing the burnout issue as well yeah i agree i mean you know burnout's a serious problem and it needs to be prevented uh, not just simply managed i mean employees need permission to take time away from work on a regular basis to decompress and relax and refocus. I mean, I think you got to lead by example and encourage your people to take breaks during the workday for self-care to, you know, eat lunch away from their desk and certainly use their vacation time when they have it. This was an interesting opportunity for Chris and I to dig into this trendy phenomenon with the quiet quitting, but really getting to the root of, I think, burnout and how we can mitigate mitigate that and make sure that we're all taking care of ourselves. So thanks for listening while we do the research and learn ourselves. We appreciate our listeners. We want to hear from you guys. Did you find this interesting? And also, what topics do you guys want to hear about? Or do you know of a talented individual in Arkansas, in either the accounting, finance, or HR space that we need to bring on to this show that you want to hear from, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you have, you know, for more information on staffing, if you've got questions for your career, or if you have feedback for us, please get in touch with us on LinkedIn, or there are links in our bio. We look forward to the next episode of Arkansas Talent. You can download this and future podcasts on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Until next time.